Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined once again by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are rolling along here on a Thursday slate, a bunch of day games today in the MLB, as expected on Thursday, get a bunch of those on this day here. Uh, so we'll be looking at a bunch of these afternoon and evening games for you guys. Make sure that you can uh, get ahead of these with us on this video. Also want you to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along with us. We are bringing you these videos each and every weekday this regular season. Also want you to head to thelines.com, check out the great content we have on the site. Use that odds finder tool as well to make sure you're getting all the best odds available to you from these books giving us bets this baseball season. Nate, what did we do yesterday? Not too bad. I think we ended up uh, right around like 500 again, maybe slightly over, uh, just sort of hovering around there, making our, our, our gains here in baseball slowly as we move forward just a couple of days together on the show. So we're getting into a nice groove. I think we have some pretty decent games to choose from here on this slate, Nate. So why don't you uh, kick us off with your first best bet for the day? Yeah, you hit your bets yesterday. I did not, uh, but Michael Lorenzo was was lights out uh, with a no-hitter. Um, and we're going back to the Phillies against the Nats again here. Both of us on fading yeah. Patrick Corbin. Uh, yeah. Patrick the Pinata, if you will, has just been one of the worst pitchers in baseball for a few years running now. And uh, the Nats, you know, they gave him that money and they're going to let him play out the string. Uh, yeah. But the Phillies have to be licking their chops to face this guy who they beat six straight times, six straight losses to the Phillies, 9.9 ERA with a 3.6 home run per nine ratio. The projections are sky high for guys like Real Muto, Alec Bohm, Kyle Schwarber, but I'm actually going with Nick Castellanos uh, to score yep. a run and the Phillies to win at plus 118. Um, I think that's pretty good here. I mean, RBI might be a little higher for him. Um, also plus 470 for him to hit a home run in the win uh but you know i'm not gonna bank on homers i am gonna bank on castellanos kind of continuing his hit streak here uh 10 games hitting 302 scored eight runs in that span scored in six of his last nine appearances since since you know coming to the national league in 2021 he's hitting 333 against nationals pitching with 26 runs in 30 games 31 rbi in those 30 games um you know corbin on the season even worse than his than his actual numbers would indicate with the 6.4 xera is a career low k rate career high uh, i mean career low at swinging strike rate and and you know on the road against right he's extremely homer prone like i mentioned the philly the Phillies should just be all over this in terms of like team success uh castellanos being right in the middle of that lineup um you know also looking at even their nine hitter Johan rojas to maybe get a hit and a win and, and, and the Phillies over, uh, which I think you're on here. So I'll let you talk about, you know, why the entire team will do well. But I think if you take this Castellanos, if you take a specific player prop bet, uh, you might as well put a half unit <clears throat> on that team total because yeah, there should be production to go around here. And maybe one guy goes over four, but it's a great matchup for everybody in this lineup, basically. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the only the only um, difference that might be in this lineup from yesterday was Bryson Stott didn't start the lefty second baseman. Uh, I don't know if he'll come back. They they rarely sit him two games in a row. They did play the the switch hitter there at second, the the youngster uh, whose name I'm already blanking on, but uh, Raul Castro. Uh, but they so that was the only change to the lineup. They still have a ton of righties. They're starting Trey Turner, uh, obviously a DH, and he's still leading off as 
bad as he's been at times. He's still a good right-handed batter uh, against Corbin. Uh, and then, yeah, they're, they're able to throw a slew of righties at him who just crush him. He's been a good pitcher against lefties this season. Like, maybe not for the contract that he has, but he's still been a good pitcher against lefties this season with a, a sub-three ex-FIP, a sub-three two-FIP. Like, he's he's a good pitcher against those those lefties. They're just not starting any. Uh, and the, the best lefty in this lineup is going to be Bryce Harper, who's at least barreling the ball better than he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, even if he's not putting up total Bryce Harper numbers, he's still one of the more dangerous lefties in the game. So there's really no relief here for Corbin as he goes through this lineup. You took it at five and a half runs for the team total for the Phillies. Is that right? That's what they have as the, as the standard at FanDuel, yeah, for, yep. for even money. Yep, and obviously on FanDuel and a couple other books, you can take some alt runs if you want as well. So I actually dumbed it down on BetMGM. You can get over four and a half runs for the Phillies, and get uh, it's obviously minus 165, not as good as the juice that you get for the over five and a half. When I've been in this situation uh, in baseball the last like three weeks before you came back, Nate, I've been doing this like... Let me let me split my my unit here. Put like half a unit on over four and a half, half a unit on five and a half. I still get the plus money if he gets the five and a half. I'm a little bit below even if he gets the four and a half, right? So like I think it's still worth it there. Um, and then the other, yeah, the first five over four and a half runs too. I think Nola's like they can get to him. Uh, I took his strikeouts in this one as well. Let me be very clear as I'm like segueing from you. Like I'm taking over five and a half Ks for Nola minus one forty five on DraftKings with half a unit. Um, it's just too, it, it, it's too much to not take. I was telling myself last night when I was looking at it for initially, I was like, if this stays a five and a half, then I'm talking about it on the show. Right. Cause, uh, he's, he's got six K's uh, or more in six straight games. Now, uh, he's got six K's in seven of his last 11 starts versus the Nats. Uh, and you talked about how good he's been against the Nats. They've been awesome at not striking out this year. That's the only thing we talked about it yesterday. It's the only thing they're good at and on offense, um, especially against righties like Nola is they, they don't strike out. Uh, but that's okay. They struck out six times yesterday uh, against Zach or two days ago against Zach Wheeler. Uh, right. And so, you know, when, when you've got a picture of Nola or Wheeler's magnitude on the mound versus a Ranger Suarez, some of the other guys they are pu- putting out there. Um, I-, I feel good enough about them getting that. Obviously Lorenzen also gets his case in that, in that no, no that he threw for the Phillies. So there, there is the ability to get the ball past this Nats lineup as of late. And th- these pitchers are the ones that do it, especially as far as the runs go. Yeah, we're just fading Patrick Corbin. I don't need to like <laughs> Patrick the pinata. Well done. Uh, I, I don't have to really get too much further into that. He's in the bottom fifth percentile of the league in X everything. So ERA, WOBA, batting average, slugging, OPS, like whatever you want to talk about for his his opponents. They're all expected to hit like freaking Aaron Judge against him, essentially. So um, that, that 5.03 ERA is bad. The 1.5 whip might be worse. Um, and the fact that like his, his expected numbers are so much worse than his already bad core numbers and stable numbers, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. The Philly bats against right uh, against uh, lefty pitching, rather, is back to being a top 10 offense in the league over the last like six weeks or so. Uh, they do strike out a ton. Corbin, Strikes out lefties, doesn't strike out righties, so I'm not really worried about it. His his walk ratio is pretty good. He doesn't walk guys either, but like this is a team that's trying to mash. They they, they can get a couple guys on base here and there and just mash, and that's what they're going to continue to try to do. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit uh, the over on Nola's K's five and a half over four and a half runs in the first five innings combined for both teams, and then the Phillies to score more than four runs in this game overall. Yeah, I might like your first five innings bet <clears throat> combined most of all because. Nola has not been as good as last year by any means. I mean, he's been he's he's been striking people out. It seems like almost the only way he gets people out to a degree. The last five, he's been he's been hit really hard. 
Um, and I, I, while he's been good against Washington the last few years, yeah, I do worry about their low K rate in general. Uh, at, at, and that, that young team, I think they'll be able to tag on a couple of runs. And I mean, the Phillies might get five off Corbin in the first couple innings. They basically have yeah. the last couple of times they faced him. So I, yeah, I, I think that's my favorite of the ones you threw out there. Yeah. Me too. I, just to, just to reiterate, I think I'm going to dumb down Vanola K's to like 0.3 units at this point. I, I, that's the only one I didn't hit already because like, yeah, you're The expected numbers for him are a hot are better than his regular numbers for sure. Like his XERA is three, eight, six. But in this matchup with that crappy juice on the, on the six K's for him, it's like, if that was much closer to like minus 120, you'd feel fine. But losing that 25 cents at like minus 145, I'm starting to be like, look, those other bets for runs in this game are just a lot more, uh, I think, concrete. So I'm, I'm going to dumb down the units on his strikeouts. Yeah. Um, I'll move us out West here on the short Thursday slate, looking at Kirk Clayton Clerkshaw's return after six weeks off, you know, really just veteran ma- management, um, you know, which he said he didn't really think was a good thing, but he's 35 and basically had a little bit of shortness. So they just shut him down, but he was rock solid before that with a 1.7 ERA his previous five. He's facing a completely watered down Rockies lineup that, you know, they traded, maybe their best two uh, righties versus lefties. You know, no, no Kron, no Grichuk now at this point. They're hitting 171 yep. against lefties in August. Uh, on the road this season against lefties, a 642 OPS, averaging less than one and a half runs per game. So what I'm doing is, is kind of looking at this run line parlay options for the Dodgers to win by two or three and for the game to stay relatively low scoring because you got Kershaw on the mound. Uh, so Dodgers minus two and a half runs and under 10 and a half gets you plus 220. And I'll do the Josh here and split my bet between that and Dodgers to win by two and it to go under nine and a half. So something along the lines of Dodgers like seven to two, seven, seven, one win, uh, seven, two win or something like that. Um, we yeah, I think this is, this is going to be a mismatch. The Dodgers have obviously been playing elite ball for a while and the Rockies are completely tanking. So we got Ty Blatch Block. on the mound. Who's, you know, a classic guy who's like legit awful yet somehow like walks into outs. Uh, you know, he's avoids barrels and that's the one thing he does. 95% contact in the zone and a pretty high line drive rate. But if you're not barreling it up, like he's like, all right, I got fielders. Let's see what happens. And they know that's worked for the most part against these Dodgers bats who are hitting 257 collectively in 109 at bats against Blatch? Uh, Freddie Freeman 0 for 8. Mookie Betts uh, also not good numbers, not not good for yeah. for Muncie or Austin Barnes. Um, I think there's enough offense here. You know, Chris Taylor and Peralta do have good match uh, numbers against him. Enough enough here for the Dodgers to get theirs to get five to seven runs, like I'm saying, yeah. um, especially against that Rockies bullpen, which is the fourth worst all year. Obviously, you trust the Dodgers bullpen a lot more right now to close it out and hopefully just keep this low scoring on the Rockies end. And that's why we go under with the Dodgers winning comfortably. Yeah, you got to find a way to get that juice, man. First, uh, it's Ty Block. Not trying to be a one-upperman here. I just know that because I covered the, the San Francisco Giants for like three seasons and he was a relief slash innings eater kind of guy for them. And that's like Ty Block doesn't notes. have... Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In those yeah. radio notes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those radio notes. Um, Ty Block doesn't have stuff. 
to your point. Like, he doesn't have stuff, so he can't throw it over the plate. He's got to be a trickster who relies on on a good defense behind him and a lot of ground balls. The Dodgers have some of the best lefty-on-lefty crime batter stats here. Freddie Freeman is the best left-handed hitter against left-handed pitching maybe in the last decade. Like, he's definitely the best in the last couple years, and and this year for sure. So um, the fact that he hits lefties so well is not going to be a good thing for a team that – uh, is going to come in relying on the ball being in play and them being able to field it well. And I don't trust that for them. The ball needs to stay in the yard, first of all. And if he's able to do that, fine. But it seems like this this uh, uh, fly ball to home run ratio for him is very favorable and that balls are not quite flying out uh, like they should be. Kudos to him. He's He's got a decent ground ball percentage. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you, man. Like you, you're not going to take the money line at minus 405 on the uh, Dodgers here, right? So you got to find a way to play this game. Uh, and, and there's not as much to choose from in these afternoon and these evening games. And this is an easy one to just try to figure out how I'm putting my money against the Rockies and on the uh, the Dodgers. And I the CJ Cron and uh, Randall Grichuk moves over to uh, the Angels I thought was going to be awesome, but the Angels still have only won one game <laughs> since the All-Star uh, break, since the trade deadline, rather. So not working out for them either way. But I'm going to close things out here, Nate, uh, back on the East Coast, right? This game is in uh, uh, Tampa Bay here against the the struggling Cardinals, I'll say. They, they did manage to give them a, a good game yesterday, but then the Rays came back, ended up winning Shout out Michaelis, who had a pretty nice start for them. But this is Yandy Diaz coming in, and I'm taking him to have a good game uh, against Liberator. Uh, and that is because he is crushing lefties. He's been so much better since he's uh, basically since June, July, well, basically since August started. So the end of July, let's say, he's had a lot better numbers. Uh, he had two home runs combined in June and July. In August, he's already got two. So we know he's off to a little bit better start. He's batting 323 this month. Um, and yeah, when you've got. Liberator on the mound, especially on the road. It's just wild that he's got an 11-4-8 ERA away from Bush Stadium. Um, he's allowing opponents to bat 350 on the road as well. And, and like I said, not good against lefties, uh, or excuse, against righties. 339 in those oppo splits there, uh, 548 slugging to righties. And honestly, he's not that good against lefties either so far. Like I said, a couple of the lefties that will be out there for the Rays also doing a pretty good job against lefties as well. So I don't really think there's going to be much room for him to, uh, to for, for Liberator to like breathe at any point during this Rays lineup. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and ladder his total bases on this, Nate. So follow me here. Over one and a half total bases is minus 115. We're going a full unit on that. Over two and a half bases is two to one on your money, 0.4 units on that. Over three and a half total bases, basically a home run if he hits it. We got the four total bases right there, plus 330. And if he gets a home run and a uh, another base, then we're talking about plus 650. Uh, and I think that's that's super possible. I think the home run is super possible. I just I hate taking a home run profit like plus 380. I just hate it, you know. So I'm I'm rarely gonna do it. I know it's something that some people like, but uh, Yandy just coming back to him a little bit more. Like I said, he's finally gotten back on the home run train. Uh, and as a power hitter, you do kind of r- r- worry that maybe he's not going to um, to to get there if he doesn't get the home run. Um, in which case you're like, well, why don't you just take the home run? It's like because I can I can still get the total bases ladder, I, but by putting the full unit on it and budgeting correctly. Uh, I'm still making sure that if he gets two hits, you know, I'm going to come up and plus money here. So uh, or two hits, two bases even, right, which I, I think is very, very likely in this one. So, uh, you know, get a double off the bat. We're already up for the game, and now we're just playing with house money. And that's why I like this this little ladder here for Yandy to handle. Uh, Liber- we just need Liberator to make it like four innings so Yandy can get at least two at-bats against him, honestly. Yeah, but I'm not that scared of the Cardinals' bullpen despite some recent sure. success. And I am – 
willing to buy stock in the Rays at home. I mean, you hitting at the trop. He's a power hitter, yes, but with no shift. I mean, you put the ball on the ground on that turf, and that's why he's hitting 378 at home against lefties. OPS over 1,000. He is a pretty good all-around hitter. I don't think we need to depend on the home run to hit this ladder. Um, And I I think, yeah, it's a good call to just – stack him in DFS and take this and, and do whatever else you want uh, to try to yep. stack that Rays offense. Yep. Hell yeah. I'm with it. Let's get it to We got a lot of good picks in here. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So that is all the time that we have for you, though. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. We're coming back tomorrow to close out the week for you guys on a Friday. So until we see you next, happy betting.